Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. We just passed the Thanksgiving Thursday, and today I would like to talk about uh, being thankful. I just want to read from the scripture, and according to the Bible, when we are thankful, we see the breakthrough, we see the victory in our life. Okay, let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can hear your word. Oh Lord, may your Holy Spirit speak to us, Lord. Help us to be doers of your word, Lord. And we believe we can experience what you say in the Bible, Lord. This is not just a theory, but it's a reality of life, Lord. You keep your promise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to read from the book of Jonah, chapter 2, verse 9. But I, Jonah, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. In this scripture, the prophet named Jonah tried to run away from the Lord. He was told by the Lord to go to a city to preach the good news and to save that city from calamity. But he tried to run away from the Lord's calling. Ended up being swallowed by a big fish. <laughs> And he was in the belly of the fish. Imagine, it was dark, it was smelly, it was shaking all the time because the fish was swimming with water around his head, the water around his body. And there is no way in the natural he could get out of the belly of that fish. The destination is death in the natural. But even in that partial victory that he did not die right away in the stomach with the gastric acid in there that can burn him. He did not die in the midst of that partial miracle that he did not die. Instead of complaining, he thanked God. He prayed to God. Even before he was delivered from the belly of the fish, he Praise God, pray to God, and thank God for the partial victory and partial miracle that he did not die. And God moved his mighty hand. Let me read the whole story in Jonah chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord. Everyone say pray. pray. When we face trouble, we should pray to his God. He said, In my distress, I call to the Lord. We should practice this. In your distress, you call to the Lord. And he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I call for help. And you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the seas, and the currents whirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight. Yet I will look again toward your holy temple. Look toward God, toward heaven, toward the almighty God. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. 
Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath bared me in forever. But you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. He confessed that God going to give him victory. When my life was ebbing away, I remember you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. God give grace to those who worship Him. But I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed. I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. Everyone say salvation, salvation. victory, victory. breakthroughs come from the Lord. We need to confess with our mouth. That victory, salvation, and breakthroughs come from God. And the Lord, look at what happened. Instead of complaining, He praised God. He thanked God, and the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah on dry land. Wow! Miracle happened. The full victory happened after he thanked God and prayed to God. In our life, it's so easy. To complain about what is not working out, we complain when we get a new job that God provide. But when we go to job, oh, the atmosphere here stinks. Oh, my coworkers did not treat me right. Ah, oh. when you find a girlfriend and you get married, or you walk through and say, "Yes, I do." You get married. After you get married, you move into stay with her, stay together. Oh, God, why she asked me to wash dishes? Ah, oh, you start to complain instead of thanking God for having a wife. You complain that she need to help her wash dishes. Complaining will get you stuck. In order to get out of the problem, instead of complaining. You should do like Jonah. You should pray. You should thank God for the partial victory you have. There's some good things that God did for you. You should thank God for His favor. Thank God for the job you have, even though it's so hard. I remember when I first moved to America. Wow, I had only four hours sleep at night at Harborview Hospital, and I. Tend to complain, but I said no. I don't complain. God moved me to the U.S. I got a job here. I got some good work. I get into the university hospital, and God, oh, I'm not going to complain, even though I had only four hours sleep every night, and I never see my wife for a long time because I have to wake up early morning, came home late at night. I should not complain, and God turned things around. Oh, thank God you fight the battle for me. Oh, thank God. The thing that you start working in me, you shall accomplish it. First Thessalonians chapter five verse eighteen say, "In everything, in everything, everyone say, in everything, good thing, bad thing, partial victory, <laughs> just some blessing, not full blessing yet. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you." Exodus chapter fourteen verse fourteen, the Lord will fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. When you fight a battle, you should thank God. God, you're gonna fight this battle for me. You go before me. I don't have to fight myself. 
Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 4. For the Lord your God is He who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Everyone say, God fights for me. He goes with me. We should thank God when you face a battle, maybe a family problem, marriage problem, financial problem, instead of complaining. You should say, thank God. You go before me. You're going to fight this battle for me. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue His work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Everyone say, God, God. will finish His work, finish his work. In, me. in me. Yes, God will help us. Amen. Amen. We are living in a complaint-heavy culture. Before I go on to preach, I'd like to read some definition of some English words. The reason I read because English is not my first language. And many of us in this room, English is not our first language either. So I think it's good to read the meaning of each word before I preach. Okay? Complaining. Complaining is expressing what one does not like using their words. Similar to leaving a bad review for restaurant. Complaining. Complaining means you express you, what you don't like in a specific way. Very specific way. The second word in English, grumbling. Grumbling means expressing what one does not like, but not directly. Your wife makes jayo for you, and you keep eating. Um, too hot. Too cold. You complain, but not specific. Just go around the bush. That is grumbling. Have you ever done that? Grumbling. Murmuring. To murmur is to complain, but quietly. Complaining under your breath. A half-suppressed and muttered complaint. Too slow. Um, oh, the flight is too early in the morning. Um, just no, 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 no. Mumbling is to speak in a quiet, indistinctive way. So that it's hard to tell what you are saying. That is mumbling. Have you heard that in your house? Sometimes your kids whine. Whine. Mumbling. Groaning. Groaning is an audible expression of displeasure, discomfort, and tiredness such as, Ugh. Oops. That is groaning. How about moaning? Many of us are not English-speaking people, so it's good to know the meaning. Mourning is similar to groaning, but often used of grief and sadness. Ooh, uh, I don't get the promotion. Ooh, sadness. Okay, is it clear now? When I use this terminology in this preaching, so you understand now. Okay, because when I read all these English words, I, I wonder what it is. So I need to get the people who know the understand the English word to explain to me, write back to me. We are living in a complaint-heavy culture. Complaint will really affect our mental and spiritual health in a big deal. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to resist complaint. Grumbling, murmuring, groaning, 
morning we need to have the power of the Holy Spirit so that we will not get into that trap of complaining all the time. We face peer pressure all the time. Everywhere we go in society, we're gonna face some complaining during the lunch hour at the office. After you sit there for two minutes, you hear the complaint. You scroll the social media, complain about something. <laughs> two days ago, a brother showed me the joke of how people worship God in the church. Worship this way, this way, this way, this way, that way, and they complain about how people worship in in TikTok. They complain everything about this life. You watch the news, you go to the office, and after a few minutes, you're gonna hear complain from the mouth of people because we are living in a complaint-heavy culture. What does the Bible talk about complain? God knows that we all have needs in life, and we all want to be content. We want to have what we want. Because we have sinful nature, and the sinful nature is about selfishness. It's about pride. I want what I want. If it's not coming the way I want, we start to complain. We are not happy because we have selfish nature, the sinful nature, and the prideful nature on the inside of us. And God knows that as a human, we tend to complain, grumble. Murmur and talk about negative things instead of being thankful. We are tempted to complain, to be dissatisfied, grumble, murmuring, mumbling. We are tempted to do that all the time. I don't mean that we just ignore the problem. Don't take me wrong. I'm not talking about ignoring problem. When you see problem, you try to identify the root of the problem. You ask God for wisdom. You try to do your best to resolve the problem. You try to bring peace, justice, and try to do the best to make the thing better. But you should not complain about it. You try to resolve it. You try to improve it, but you should not complain about it. Let's look at what the Bible says in the book of James, chapter five, verse nine. What the Bible talk about complain? Do not complain, brethren, against one another. So that you yourself may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing right at the door. When we complain, the judge, the Almighty God, hears what we say. And when we judge other people, we will be judged. So God hears what we say. Okay, First Peter chapter four verse nine: Be hospitable to one another without complaint. Sometimes you set up a party at four o'clock, and you cook everything. People come at four, eat, and next day gonna be Sunday, long day. And by eight p.m., you expect people to leave because the party has last four hours already. Eight p.m. they don't leave. You show hospitality. Nine o'clock they don't leave. Um. Ten o'clock, they're still there talking. Uh, I have to clean up my house. By midnight, they're still standing there, talking. And God say, "Be hospitable without complaint." Even though they leave your house at midnight, you still smile. 
<laughs> Don't complain. Amen. Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 to 16. Do everything. Everyone say everything. everything. Everyone say all things. All things cover everything, okay? Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then, on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain. Apostle Paul was a pastor of the people in Philippi. So he said, when your guy grow up spiritually, you shine the light of God on society. I will be proud of myself that I treat you well, I train you well. And that my work was not useless. The Bible says clearly that the way we shine the light to the world is to do everything with Smiling, with happiness, with faith, with love, without complaining. When you start to complain, you will not try the light anymore. Actually, you will cause people to run away from God because no one likes to be around complainers. Those who just like to grumble and mourn and groan and mumble and make people feel bad. We should not be complainers. Amen? Actually, if you study the Bible carefully, God has a lot of suggestions how to use our mouth. Everyone point to your mouth. How we should use our mouth. The Bible teaches clearly how should we spend our words from our mouth. Number one, we should use our tongues and mouth to pray. Two, we should use our tongue and mouth to laugh. Three, we use it to give thanks to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give thanks to God. Four, we should use our mouth to praise God, to speak the promises of God, to encourage people, to build people up, not to put people down, to encourage, to build people up, to talk the promises of God, to talk the word of God, not in a preaching way, but in a regular, daily life way. When you are around people who complain and speak negative, you feel drained. You will start to lose your energy, lose your joy when people keep complaining. But when you are around people who speak the word, who pray, who praise God, who thank God, who quote the scripture, who say God promised God is good, who pray to God, you feel like you are around the oasis in the desert. Because to use your mouth correctly will bring life to people. So make sure we don't use our mouth to drain people's energy. Amen? Amen. God knows that we need to do the right thing. So God tells us when we face something undesirable, some partial victory, things that we don't like, Sometimes we feel discontent or we feel dissatisfied. What we should do, the Bible teaches. Number one, we should do like Jonah, we pray. Number two, keep the joy of the Lord inside us because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Three, we should give thanks for everything. Everyone say pray. pray. 
Everyone say laugh. Everyone say give thanks. And the Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 to 7, make our request known to God. Just bring the request to God. When you drive around, you cannot find the parking. What you should do? Pray, God, give me the parking. The parking will open up. Amen? Instead of complaining, oh, no parking around here, you just thank God the parking will show up. Amen? Not only that, not only do we pray, we laugh, we are joyful, we are thankful, we make our request known to God. Make sure we practice justice. We practice mercy and humility. Book, the book of Micah, chapter 6, verse 8. He has shown you, O man, what is good. He, God, has shown you and me what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? Number one, to do things justly. To love mercy. And to walk humbly with your God. Why people complain? Why do people grumble? Murmur and groan and moan. Why? Because of the sinful nature on the inside. Because when we have discontent, we don't like it, we complain. When we have dissatisfaction, wow, I thought I married a prince of Sleeping Beauty movie. But he take his pen off and put it there. He just put his pen everywhere in the house. He eat breakfast and he did not put the plate into the sink. He lived there. You start to see that he is not the prince of the cartoon. He has problem as well. You are not happy. You are dissatisfied about the situation or about somebody. Usually either situation or somebody. Oh, complaint can come from, we call ingratitude, lack of a thankful heart. You are not thankful, then you complain. All the complaints come from a judgmental spirit. Mm, mm. You fight for with people and then you complain. Oh, complaint come from arrogant attitude. Oh, you know, I deserve something better than this. You give me this. Oh, not good enough for me. I deserve Hermes. Not Louis Vuitton. <laughs> I deserve something better because of the prideful attitude. My brand sisters, we need to get rid of all those attitudes in our life. If we want to turn the situation around, we should do like Jonah. We should give thanks to God in what we have. We should always praise God and pray. To complain is a sin. Do you know that? To mumble, to grumble is a sin. What does it mean to sin? To sin means to miss the target. Let's have that picture, miss the target. God wants you to do something, but you miss the target. You need to understand, as a Christian, God expects us to have two kinds of relationships. One relationship is relationship with God. The vertical part of the cross. We have relationship with God. And in our relationship with God, we love Him. We trust Him. We have faith in Him. We fear Him. We obey Him. 
That is relationship with God. Another kind of relationship is horizontal relationship. Relationship with other human beings. In that horizontal relationship, He wants us to love, to serve, to encourage, to walk righteously, to be humble toward one another. If you think about the word complain, it's all opposite to these two things. When we complain, we don't like God. God, you don't do this to me in a perfect way. I don't like it. You don't trust God anymore. When you complain, you are dissatisfied with your friend or your relative or your spouse. God say, love, forgive. Love, always be thankful. Trust, always be thankful. So when we complain, we sin against God. One of the best examples in the Bible about complaining is in the book of Numbers, chapter 11, verse 1. The children of Israel were slaves in Egypt for generation to generation. They were oppressed by Pharaoh and the Egyptian soldier. They were in poverty. They were slaves. They worked so hard. They were abused and unfairly treated by the kingdom, by Pharaoh and by the soldiers there. But one day God picked Moses and Moses talked to Pharaoh. God sent 10 plagues into the land of Egypt to make Pharaoh release them. When they got released, they got gold and silver from the Egyptians too. Wow, they left the country with a lot of money. God parted the Red Sea for them to walk through. God gave them the pillar of clouds during the day to cover them with shadow so that the sunshine in the desert will not burn them. God gave them the pillar of fire at night so that they can see because they don't have electricity. Pillar of fire to lead them, to see things. God gave them manna from heaven every day. And they can collect the manna and eat for one day, except on Friday. They can collect for two days, for Friday and Saturday. God also put water out of the rock. They can drink water in the desert. They saw with their own eyes the destruction of the Egyptian army in the Red Sea. With all these things, look at what happened. Numbers chapter 11, verse 1. Now when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. Do you want God to be displeased with you? Are you thankful that Jesus died for you? Many of you came from another country. I came from Thailand. Some of you came from Laos. Some of you came from Indonesia. Are you thankful that God moved you to America? Are you thankful that you have a job here? Husband, are you thankful that you marry her? Will you complain? When the people complain, it displeased the Lord. For the Lord heard it. You think that when you complain in your bedroom, your wife did not hear it. Your boss did not hear it. La, 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 la. No one heard it, but somebody hears it. Who? God. And his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them, 
and consume some in the outskirts of the camp. Wow, God was so upset with the complaint of people. What did they complain about? Look at verse five. We remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, the garlic, the steak. The turkey. We remember all those things in Egypt. The Israelites were ungrateful. God set them free, but they complained. I know, I'm not perfect. I complain sometimes too. I think this teaching kind of remind me not to complain about anything. I should be thankful about everything. Amen. We should not complain. I want to encourage all the parents in this room. Please don't complain against your pastor. Complain against God. Complain against the church. Just let go. Pray for your pastor. You may feel that wow, he's not preaching deep enough. His theology is not deep enough, and you start to talk to your husband or your wife at home, and your kids sitting there listening. You know your complaint gonna turn your kids away from God and away from the church, because when you complain, people around you will feel negative about Christianity, and it's about church and it's about how to walk with God. You should be always thankful, always talk positive about Christianity. It's about Jesus. Should not complain about the church. We should. Always refuse to say anything negative about anything, even grumbling or murmuring inside our mouth. We should not do it. Please stop doing that. Amen. Amen. Wow, people like this preaching now. When you are around people who complain, you feel bad. You feel negative. You lose your strength. You lose your energy, and we need the energy. To do the work of God, that's why when people start to complain, I like to run away right away. I don't want to be around because I will lose my energy to be around complainers. We want to hear the word of encouragement, the word of exhortation. We want to hear the word of praise, thankfulness to God. Amen. Amen. When I come to this point, I want to say that I don't mean that we should not deal with the situation in life. We should not complain. But we should deal with the situation. Sometimes people offend us. Sometimes people mistreat us. Instead of complaining, instead of telling ten more people about what happened, this is what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 18, 15 to 17. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, one or two leaders or more mature Christian, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen or a tax collector. This is the way to handle conflict in the church. Instead of complaining, go directly to that person. Talk it out and resolve the problem, and finish, and never talk about it again. Done. 
if that person doesn't want to listen to you, doesn't want to repent, that he cheat you, gossip about you, or something, then you bring two more leaders to talk after personal communication, and then try to resolve the problem ASAP. Complaining is not right, but at the same time, when to deal with a problem, you should use direct communication. Amen. If you're mad at your husband. Don't go around tell the whole church about how bad your husband is. You talk directly to your husband. Resolve the problem between you and him. Don't tell the whole church. Amen. Husband, if you're not happy with your wife, what should you do? Huh? Talk to her. Should you complain? Talk to her. When you face trouble, what does the Bible say? The book of James talk about prayer, talk about watching your tongue, talking about the trouble on earth here. We are living in a sinful, corrupted world. We face trouble. What should we do when we face trouble? Okay, James chapter 5, verses 13 to 18. Are any one of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Okay, when you face trouble, what should you do? Should you complain? What should you do? Pray. Pray. Are any one of you sick? You should complain. You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sin, you will be forgiven. Confess your sin. You use your mouth to confess your sin to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Wow. I see that God answered the prayer of the care group all the time. When we come together in the care group, small group, and we pray for somebody, miracle happen so many times because we pray together. Elijah was as human as we are. And yet, when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. And then, when he prayed again, everyone say, pray. Pray. Not complain. Not grumble. Not murmur. (laughs) When he prayed again, the sky sent down rain, and the earth began to yield its crop. Instead of complaining, we should be praying. We should be thanking God. We should give thanks to God. We are Christians. We should be like Jesus Christ. We should not be like people in the world. Again, in our society today, people complain about government, president, complain against this and that all the time. We should not join them. Amen? Amen? We should not join them. We should keep our mouth shut. Don't complain. We should pray to God. And we should thank God. Amen? During the pandemic time, every morning I woke up. Thank God I'm still alive. Thank God I'm not in the ICU with intubation in my throat. Thank God that you protect me. I'm not complaining about the pandemic. 
it's useless to complain about it. Just be thankful. Thank God for this job. When you walk into your workplace, thank God I have this job. When your boss come and yell at you, thank God I have a boss who pay my salary instead of complaining. Oh, when I was working at University of Washington, all of the residents hated my professor and chairman. I don't want to tell you his name. He's so mean. He yelled at me in front. When he performed surgery, he was angry and yelled at the resident like me. He yelled, and I just smiled. I want to complain, but God, thank you that I come to America. I have a job here, and my boss still hire me. Thank God. Okay, I help you. You can yell at me. That's okay. I just happy and joyful. I'm not gonna be complaining. Amen. Amen. And the boss loved me so much because I never complain. I only say yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll do what you say. Whatever you want, I do it. And he loved me. He even helped me to find a job in Bellevue and Kirkland, because the neurosurgeon in Bellevue called him. Who you want to recommend to work in our clinic? He mentioned my name. I got the job because I am thankful to him, and thankful to God, thankful to my job, and I never complain. You should be thankful for your parents, even though they are not perfect. You should be thankful. Amen. All the time, you shine the lights of God into society by smiling, praying, being thankful everywhere you go. You don't complain. You just shine the light of God. You are not the people of the world. You are the people of the kingdom of God, and you smile and you are happy. Amen. How many people say you're going to practice what you learn? Everyone say, be thankful, praying. Joyful. No complaining. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my brother and sister in this church. Thank you, Lord. You brought us from the foreign land to this country, far away. We all start from nothing here, from zero, but you have brought us this far. You give us education. You give us job, finances. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to have a new life through Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for sending your Son Jesus Christ to take our sin, to forgive us, to heal us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this church, for your Word, for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for your protection. That during the past three years, no one died in this church from COVID-19. Thank you, Lord, for your special protection, your grace and your mercy upon your people in this house, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all the gifts and the manifestation of the Spirit in this house. Thank you, Lord, for bringing international people into this church. That even though we have different cultures and languages. But we can love one another. We can enjoy one another. And Lord, help us to know You more and to love one another more, Lord. In Jesus' name, thank You, Lord. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Hallelujah. May I say to you something quickly today? My sermon finished early. I want to say something to you quickly. I think it's good to be reminded. 
God is real. Before I became a Christian, I thought that American and Western people who worship God are crazy. I thought I came from monkey. I thought that the idea of God is a man-made idea. I did not believe in God at all. I believe in evolution as a doctor. But by the grace of God, one day, God took me to a place of kind of Christian group Bible study, and they show me many many evidences to prove that the Bible was written by God. Archaeological evidences, scientific evidences. The Bible said that the Earth is round. 2,700 years ago, the Bible said that the numbers of stars are countless, and it's true. We cannot count the number of stars. The Bible said that the Earth was hanging in the space, even before the scientists find out that the Earth is hanging in the space. In the Buddhist belief, they believe that the Earth is flat, sitting on the back of an elephant. And the elephant sitting on the standing on the back of a turtle, and the turtle was swimming in the ocean. The Greek believe the Earth is on the shoulder of a giant called Atlas. You remember? But the Bible say, a few thousand years ago, the Earth is hanging in the space. The Earth is round. There are archaeological, scientific, historical evidences that prove that God. Is the one who wrote the Bible. When I heard that, I say, "Wow! I'm a doctor. I make diagnosis and make plan of the treatment by evidences. I cannot just cut on somebody's head without CT scan to show tumor in the brain. When the tumor is here, I need to cut here, not here, in order to get into the tumor. So medical science is about evidences. So when I heard about evidences, I say, 'Okay, I yield to the evidence. I'm gonna study about God.'" And after I studied about the life of Jesus, I could not deny this man named Jesus is God. He performed miracles. He was born from a virgin. He was raised from the dead. His teachings were so powerful. Wow! Never seen this kind of teaching before. I gave my life to Jesus, and after that, I have never been the same again. God showed me again and again and again. He healed my patients. He healed me, healed my wife, healed my daughter. He performed miracles after miracles. One time, I have a patient. At that time, there was a war between Thailand and uh, Khmer Rouge, the Cambodian communists. And one guy, 18 years old man, was shot by a gun, and his skull and hair came out. And there's a big hole here in the skull. You can see the brain pulsating inside. So I have to perform surgery to move the skin to cover the the hole in the skull, so that the infection could not go into the brain and he would die of brain infection. I close it. Next day, the skin was dead. So the hole opened again. I gave up. I could not save this young man, 18 years old. I never forgot. I was only one year old Christian. I knelt down in my bedroom and said, "God, you are real. Could you please save this man?" He did not have money to go to Bangkok to the city. I cannot help him. I gave up. Next morning, I went there on the floor, opened the head dressing. That hole was closed. When I look at it, ah, uh, man, hey, Mr. So and So, I didn't do anything. My God healed you. He went home the next day. God answered my prayer. 
He is a supernatural God. At the same time, there was another man. I never forgot about him. Forty-something years old. He came to the hospital paralyzed. He could not move his leg at all. According to the neurosurgery textbook, when your spinal cord get cut and the function will not come back in 48 hours, it means hopeless. This is in the textbook, and it's true. You know the Superman. He fell off the horse. He became paralyzed. He's still paralyzed today. This man, the spinal cord was cut by the parasite. Parasite means worm. The worm cut his spinal cord. He became paralyzed, completely paralyzed. After God healed that soldier, he closed the wound for that soldier. I came back home again and said, God, can I get one more case? <laughs> this 40 years old man, the wife standing close to his bed crying, the three kids, maybe five years old, six years old kids standing there crying. The dad is paralyzed. Who are going to feed this family? God, heal this man. I could not do anything for him as a neurosurgeon. Next morning, I went to the hospital. This happened in the same week. I opened the blanket of his leg. Can you move his leg? He moved his leg. What? You move your legs? This is impossible. This is already two weeks of being paralyzed. And I told him, hey man, I didn't do anything for you. My God healed you. The story is not done. He went home. About three months later, I was sitting in my clinic in the east part of Thailand. I was sitting there. Somebody opened the door of my clinic. Walk in. I could not remember him. He walked in and he did this to me. <laughs> and he said, I came back to say thank to your God. Now I have gone back to work. I walk and become normal. Thank God. I was sitting there shocked. Like, okay, thank God. <laughs> I was a new believer, so I didn't know, did not know what to respond. God is real. Yeah. And he sent Jesus Christ, his son, into the world. How many people never lies in your life? Raise your hand up. How many people never get mad at somebody and want to slap on their face? Raise your hand up. The Bible says we are all sinners. We lie, we have bad attitude, we have bad motive, and all these things. We are all sinners. And that's why Jesus came into the world 2,000 years ago. He went to the cross even though he did not have to because he never sinned. And he took our sin on the cross. He took our death on the cross so that we can have eternal life. Amen. He forgave our sin. And the Bible says when we accept him and repent of our sin, he forgives us and we have a super abundant life and eternal life. Our name will be recorded in the book of life in heaven. I tell you the truth. I'm not afraid of death anymore. If I die today, it's okay. But I will not die. You're going to have to be with me for a long time. I'm not afraid of death because I know when I die, I will be right there in heaven for eternity. I want to encourage all of you. Give your life to God. God is real. How many people have smartphone? Raise your hand up. You have a smartphone? When you look at a smartphone, how many people sit on the plane flying to somewhere? Raise your hand up. You think your smartphone and the plane happen by accident? You think it just suddenly pop up on earth, the smartphone? The airplane just pop up on earth. 
No, somebody designed the smartphone. Somebody designed the airplane, and you are much more complicated and complex than the smartphone. Smartphone cannot have a baby. Smartphone cannot get pregnant. The airplane have no feeling. You have feeling. You were designed and created by God. Please come back to your Creator. Be reconciled to Him. Have relationship with Him. Don't deny God. God is real. You were not here on earth by accident. You did not come from monkey. Monkey never make any chayo. Never make any steak. Never make even hairstyle. Never even make makeup and the false eyelash, and put the false eyelash on the eye. Monkeys are monkey. We are created by God. Please reconcile to God. Please have relationship with your Creator. You will not have true peace until you come back to know God. How many people want to have relationship with your Creator? Let's confess together. God, you created me. You love me so much. You died for me. You have the best plan for my life. You sent Jesus Christ into this world 2,000 years ago. He is God. He was raised from the dead on the third day. He is not a dead God. He is the living God. Lord Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Sit on the throne of my life. I will follow you. I believe I have super abundant life, eternal life, peace, victory. I receive your grace, your favor. Your victory, your provision, protection, and breakthroughs. Thank you, Lord. From today on, I will do my best by the power of the Holy Spirit not to complain, to grumble, to murmur, to groan, to moan. Lord, I will pray. I will thank you, Lord. I will be rejoicing and give thanks to you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah! Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. If you accept Jesus Christ today, I want to say congratulations. You made the right choice. I've been a Christian for 40 years. I'm not a dumb man. I went through school in Thailand to be a neurosurgeon. Four years of training. I came to America and get trained another eight years at UW to be a neurosurgeon. I don't believe in God out of just dumb thing. I know that I believe in the right thing. It's proven. It's evidence here. There are many evidences to prove that God is real. You are believing in the true and living God. Are you glad? Yes. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! We trust that this message is ministered to you. 
If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.